Thank you for joining us. On this side of heaven, we will never reach perfection. However, we can strive toward it. And how can we do that? By examining ourselves and petitioning our Heavenly Father to evaluate our faithfulness toward Him. As the Word of God tells us, we must test ourselves to see if our faith is genuine. As David did, we must petition God to search us, try us, and lead us in the way everlasting. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander challenges us today. I got a new word. No new word. Same old book. Same old book. I got a new word. No, no, no. It's an old revelation given from God through the Holy Ghost. That's right. I got a new word from this book. I got a new revelation. The Lord told me to tell you. I don't need, I don't need a second or third party. If God wants me to know something, I can get it straight from heaven through this one book. Do I have a witness here? I don't need you to tell me what God told you that God somebody said to somebody else that said to somebody else. God, listen, God's word is enough. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will be influenced when people try to, look, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with clever, clever lies. Uh, 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 it's sounding like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Now, some of you speak the truth, but you're nasty with it. I mean, you just said something that someone need to hear, but they couldn't receive it because you were so ugly with the truth. We can receive the truth when it's spoken with gentleness and love and grace. And you can't do that till you're growing up. Listen, you, why don't you shut up and sit down? No, you don't tell somebody, won't you shut up and sit down? That is, that's not nice. Um, why don't you be a little more reserved? And, uh, have you ever thought about being a good listener? And do you realize, uh, you learn more when you do more listening than talking? Why don't you try that? You'll find out it really works. Now you see, I've said the same thing, but I didn't kill the person's spirit. Some of you, you killed the spirit. You killed it. You told the truth, but the person's paralyzed. Ooh. You killed them. You killed them. They no good. They out. One, two, three, out. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body. What body? The church. This is the church. Do not expect your children to grow in Christ if you as parents are backslidden. See, backslidden parents can't help the children grow. Now, if you're not attending church, you're not, you're not in Sunday school, you're not in one ministry, you don't give sacrificially to the Lord. You're backslidden. There are parents who are spiritually immature. There are parents who are untrained in the things of God. There are parents who give their children more ball than Bible. They, the cheerleading practice, this practice, that basketball, football, soccer ball, ball, ball. 18 years of ball. And when they hit the first 
calamity, they're crushed because the ball couldn't help them. And you, and the fact is, you, you, you are just pounding, pounding, pounding ball at ball in athletics because you want to live your life through the children. You hope they make the major league. You hope they make the NFL and pay your house off. You got an agenda. So you ball and ball and ball and ball. Sport complexes are full on Sunday morning when most churches got seats. You can just pick your seat and pick your parking lot. But go down the road. Eight o'clock in the morning, they hustling. The coach is blowing the whistle. The kids are running up and down the courts. The parents are irate screaming. There is no spirituality in a football. I like what Coach Rackley said so many years ago. He, the great football coach of Judson, he said, "I like football, but only a football can do. A football can only do so much." He said, standing right over there, talking to a whole host of youth. He said, "I love football. We have championships, but some things football can't do." He said, "You can throw a football." He said. You can kick a football. He said you can punt a football, but you can't stand on a football. He said only thing you can stand on is the word of God. <laughs> and that's that's the coach. Parents, what are you teaching your children to stand on? Be mindful as parents, you cannot teach what you don't possess. I'm giving you so many sh- Now some of y'all choked already. And I, I and I, I got a few more to go. And some of y'all can't. I, I got to tell you the truth. Only the truth gonna set you free. You can't teach what you don't have. You can't teach what you don't possess. Therefore, as parents, you must redeem the time. Buy, that means buy up the time. Redeem. Make the most of the time and grow up so you can build a strong spiritual foundation in the lives of your precious children. If you miss the opportunity to build that spiritual foundation, Satan is waiting in the wings to destroy your children, to wipe them out. He hates your children. He hates you. And he wants to kill them. And he will spiritually and physically if you don't do your homework spiritually in that home. You see, you have to teach them and lay that spiritual foundation, parents, so that they won't be deceived by their friends. They won't be deceived by false teachers in the classroom. They won't be deceived by false professors with PhDs in the university. They won't be deceived by politicians, the media that wants to shape your child's thinking. They won't be deceived by celebrities, which results in their being tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. Number four in this evaluation, has your family been delivered from strongholds and addictions to reach your spiritual destiny in Christ? Has your family and even you been delivered from strongholds? Say strongholds and addictions. Say addictions to reach your spiritual destiny in Christ. God wants you to rise up and live at the potential he has for you. So many families are held captive. So many families are enslaved. So many families are bound. Bound by what? Fast foods. 
Just love fast food. You just crunch, 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 French fries, and, and you pile everything on them, and triple meat, sodas on top of sodas. You got more soda in you than the actual water. Some of you are held captive by cigarettes and you don't have a chimney. <laughs> Some of you are held captive by drugs and you're out of your mind. And I don't know why on this side of heaven are they legalizing drug, drugs. We have enough crazy folk in this country. Don't y'all think we got enough crazy folk? Does they have medicinal purposes and all that? I'm not doubting that. But everybody don't need medication. These folk need Jesus. These folk need Jesus. Yeah, yeah, well, we know who we need to legalize. We need to legalize Jesus. Did y'all hear what I just said? We need to legalize. Don't legalize marijuana. We need to legalize Jesus. All these killings in the schools, and they trying to have these debates with guns and Gun laws, Second Amendment, all that. What do you expect? You took prayer after school. There was no word in the school. Christmas is called holidays. They weren't even prayed on graduation. They got burglar bars and sniffing dogs of drugs at the lockers. And all these are you listening now. And what we need is to legalize God in the schools. That's what we need. What do you expect? You divorce God says, I'm going to let you have it your way. You take me out of everything. You want, you don't want God we trust on anything. You want to take God out of this, God out of it. You want to have it your way. I'll step back and let you see how much trouble you'll have without me. Listen. Haven't you seen enough by now to know we need to get back to Jesus? Some of you are held captive by drugs and alcohol. Some of you are held captive by unforgiveness. You're holding stuff since 1932. And you wonder why you have ulcers. Some of you are held captive by hate. I hate this. I hate that. You, some of you are held captive by angry. you just angry. You, you, not you, you, some people, some of you by radio and television right now as I speak, some folk get, you know, some folk have the audacity to get angry at me simply because I preach the truth. Instead of taking the truth and applying it to their lives so that they can grow and be all that God is calling them to be, they rather say, ah, no, no, just like a little stubborn baby. No. And what you, what you're hollering for is a spiritual spanking. Angry. I mean, people get mad. I mean, real mad at the smallest of things. Uh, you you held captive by gambling. I can go to, I want some gas and here they come. Well, give me number, t- give me that one. I picked this one, pick that one. I want to say, Mr. Please let me get my gas. <laughs> some of y'all will go all the way to Vegas. Atlantic City, catch the boat off of New Orleans somewhere and go gamble God's money and won't even tithe. Some of you held captive by, by technology. You're on Facebook and you live in it. You're texting, you're tweeting. You got everything. 
the thing beeping, gadgeting. You can't have a decent conversation with your spouse. You so arrested everybody in a restaurant. You can't even eat at a restaurant. Everybody, all, everybody's hitting in a restaurant. Everybody got it in front of their faces. There ought to be a law. When you at the table in a restaurant, when you at home, don't even bring it to the table. Excuse me, but you're not that important. Look how quiet it's getting out there. You know why you're getting quiet? Because you're addicted. That's right. Some of you panic when you leave your cell phone at home, but you don't panic when you leave your Bible at home. If you want to text, text the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judge, Ruth. Huh? Won't you text the Bible all the way to Revelation? Hey, text the book of books. You're bound by television. It won't even cut off. Some of y'all, the television actually put you to sleep. I mean, you're scared of silence. And you can't sleep at night. Then you wonder why you have insomnia. And then when you go to sleep, you can have it on a decent station. You know what happened? Then when you, Satan wait till you go, is <laughs> go to sleep? And he, then, then he changed, he, he changed, he does a change up on you. He changed the program. And he put the most demonic stuff on while you sleep. And it's going all into your spirit, all into your mind. Oh, just, just, it's, it's enveloping you. I dare you to start. something. Now, some of you going to have withdrawal symptoms if you try to cut the TV off tonight. <laughs> now, that was a time when I was a child. That's a long time ago. You only had ABC. Somebody already with me. NBC. <laughs> and CBS. That was it. You only had three. You had, and then you had what you, the TV would kind of get fucked, and then you get an antenna, and it act up, and you put a little foil on it. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? You got you move it around, and you play with it, trying to get a decent reception. Your neighbor don't have a TV, then they come over and watch it. What, what good old days. What, what, what good old days. And you know, about midnight, you know what, what happened back then? Y'all listening to me. Oh, yeah. About midnight, they signed off. And, and then they signed off with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven. They go off with the Lord's Prayer. Well, if the television went off at midnight with the Lord's Prayer, we'd have a revolt in America. <laughs> Can you believe that? Now you got five. Hundred channels you pan for, you can't see it all, and then you come to God's house and you grumble because He's asking you to give Him the first portion, and you paying all this money for stations you can't even see. You don't even know what you have. You know, you're addicted to news. You're addicted to social media. You're addicted to money. You just got to have more. That's why folks can't get to church. More, more, money. Can't can't have enough. I got to have more, more, more. And you know what? Some of you, oh God, some of you are addicted to destructive relationships. There are relationships in your life that's killing you. Some of you ladies, perhaps, even some men, you, you feel trapped because you, you can't afford to leave that relationship because of 
they bring the money home. And you, you, you're scared to trust God and step out by faith. So you let them keep verbal abusing you. And you keep, you keep letting them just beat you down. And they, they keep hurting you and paining you and scheming against you and create new evils against you. And you sit there and you take it and take it because you've allowed yourself to be in bondage and in trap. And God says, I'll get you out, but you got to trust me. You got to get out, go to a safe place. You'll be better off in a shelter and starting all over. Sometimes you got to start over. Sometimes I'd rather start over with nothing and have a little corner with a little mat. That's right. And a peace of mind. And peace of mind. Then have a bigger house and say, I don't want to give up this car. I don't want to give up this house. I like my stuff. And yet you are losing your mind in that relationship. I will submit to you today how much is enough. They just beating you down, 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 down emotionally. They don't love you. They just use you. And you have given them permission over and over and over again. Jesus came to liberate you. Jesus came to set your captive souls free. There's more to life than the way you are living. And God wants you to start over so that he can show you what he can do instead of that low down person that's been killing you in that destructive relationship. Romans chapter 6 verses 17 and 18 says, but God be thanked that through you But though you were slaves to sin, all of us were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, that form of teaching to which you were delivered. I'm here today because I'm a delivered preacher man. You're here today because you're delivered. All of us been delivered from all kinds of sins. You don't have to announce them, but you're here today not because you've been saved all your life. You've been ensnared and tangled, but God has redeemed you. He's re- He's delivered you. He has emancipated you. He has set you free. How many of you know you're delivered? How many of you know you've been liberated? you know you've been emancipated how many of you thank God you're free thank God you're free verse 18 says and having been set free from sin you became slaves of righteousness only when you become so desperate that you can no longer tolerate being held captive by besetting sins Will you cry to God for deliverance and freedom from addictions? A couple of more and I'll just leave you alone because you can't take too much more. Number five, 
Is your family full of tension, strife, and division? Or is there unity, tranquility, and peace? I reiterate, is your family full of tension, strife, and division? Or is there unity, tranquility, and peace? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 says, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. It's nothing like a jealous man or a jealous husband or a jealous wife. Because they quarrel with each other. Jealousy makes you fight each other. It makes you quarrel. Uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't that prove you are controlled by your own sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? God, in other words, God said, I expect more of you than that. You're children of the king. Ephesians 4, 3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Listen, there can be hell in the workplace, hell in politics, hell on the streets. But your home ought to be a place of peace. Your home ought to be a place of refuge. That's right. You can come home and breathe again. You cannot be a peacemaker or cultivate a peaceful environment in your home unless you have the peace of God through Jesus Christ living in your own heart, who is the prince of priests. Romans 14, 19 says, therefore, let us pursue the things which makes for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Wherever you go, you make peace. You don't stir up mess. You don't create issues. Some folk come in here, you say, here comes trouble. Number six, for, for married couples, is there a growing love, respect, trust, unity, and kindness in your marriage? Or is there more hurt, pain, arguments, strife, pressure, and stress in your family? Let me just say it again because I know it was a lot. For, for married couples, is there a growing love relationship, a respect, a growing respect for one another? You're trusting each other more now than you've ever before. There, there's a heightened sense of unity and kindness in your marriage. Or is there more hurt, more pain? You argue more now than ever before. Everything's an issue. It's strife, confusion, pressure, and stress. Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. If you want to be forgiven, then you must forgive. 1 Peter 3.8 also says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say to your husband and wife, I appreciate you. You learn to, learn to be nice to each other. Stop rolling your eyes at each other. Stop looking cross-eyed at each other. Stop walking around for three days and not speaking. Stop breathing hard lest you give yourself asthma. 
courteous. You, some of you, you just mean. You just, that's all it is to it. You just absolutely, you mean, 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 mean. And you killing yourself being mean. You see, the most common challenges in marriages, you may give me, let me give you the common challenges in marriage. The, the most common challenges in marriages are pride. Folk, you can't tell your husband what to do. He's going to do what he wants to do and mess up the whole family. The, 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 the wife just run her mouth, won't listen to her husband. Pride. Communication. One just do all the talking. And then when they get through talking, they walk out the room. They say a thousand words before the other person can get into. You know what? Uh, uh, challenges in marriage. Finances. One won't say. The other spend, spend, spend. Have nothing to show for it. Make a lot of money. But broke. Financially broke, making money. Paycheck to paycheck. Some of you, the challenges in your marriage is selfishness. It's all about you. Others, it's a lack of trust. You just don't trust the spouse. Others, you, it's a lack of respect. Others of you, another challenge, challenge is sexual intimacy, which is the root of many, root cause of many marriages. It's, it's sexual intimacy. He says, is that in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. You say, where? First Corinthians chapter seven, verses three through five. Write it down. You read it in your quiet time. I read it to you now. Now, some of y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm a, everybody else talking about sex, but the church. Hush, be quiet. Ooh, don't talk about that. Listen, your kids hearing everything. They hear more, they, they got more like, listen, they, they'll tell you, they, they'll teach you something. You sitting there scared to talk to them, they'll blow you away with their knowledge. You be saying, hush, child, I can't hear no more. <laughs> Let me tell you what, oh God, oh, it's so much. I'm back. <laughs> As confessed believers in the only true and living God, we miss out on countless blessings due to our lack of faithfulness, obedience, and service. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Everything we need is at our disposal. When will we trust God enough to believe and depend on His Word? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.